All right, welcome to episode 61 of Biomast, our uh, dust slash video game, comic book, Doctor Who, Deadpool, whoever else comic comic book movie news podcast, and we're generally generally all about the CCP products, uh, so it'll be all about dust and CPM candidates tonight. Uh, a lot of interesting news, a lot of little things, and a couple of big things out there in the form of the uh, the dev blog for Warlords, I think 1.2, is just dropped literally right before we started recording the podcast. Um, so we do have kind of a, a full room tonight, and we've got a few folks that haven't been on, uh, and that's okay. So what we're going to do is go ahead and dive right into shout outs. And we're going to start up there with Bait. Go ahead, brother. Give us a, give us a, a quick intro. Hey, everybody. I'm Iwo Bait. I'm the director at the Demonic Cowboys and a writer for the Biomass blog. Outstanding. And Demons. Hi, I'm uh, Demons Grimwolf. I'm a director of Negative Feedback. And that's about it, really. Human being. <laughs> okay. All right. Well played. Uh, Dystopia. Hey, this is Dystopia. I'm a closed beta vet and a CPM2 candidate. Outstanding. Uh, Kane. It's uh, Kane Spurrow, former uh, member of the uh, CPM and uh, leader of the Negative Feedback Alliance. And also a CPM2 candidate along with, uh, I think, Demons as well. Uh, okay. I don't like Shrizel. it right now. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm Sarizel, a member of CPM1, a co-host here on the podcast, an editor on the blog, and uh, I'm currently playing Dust. Uh, apparently he's about to go do some rooftop camping with a forge gun. He's playing an audio clip in the background. That's all. That, it's probably from the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's probably got the John Woo tape linked and it's looping right in the background. Uh, okay, uh, Pokey. I'm Pokey's Raven from OSG Planetary Operations. I'm a co-host of the Biomass Podcast, writer for the blog, and a CPM2 candidate. Awesome, and Silver Strike. Uh, hello, Silverstrike44, uh, Dust YouTuber and avid member of the PC community, I suppose. Awesome. Uh, what corp are you in? Uh, random Guns. Okay, gotcha. And Silly Rabbit. Hey guys, Silly Rabbit here, uh, director over at Negative Feedback and Logi Enthusiast. Alrighty. Well, uh, I'm Jason Larison. I'm a member of OSG Planetary Operations on the dust side. I do occasionally still fly on the eve side, uh, not often lately, and probably won't be playing dust for about the next 30 days as I'm getting ready to literally uh, jump station to a brand new, uh, brand new location on the East Coast. I'm currently a West Coast guy, so I will have to change all my time zones. But uh, that being said, really glad to be here tonight, and I think we got a pretty interesting show. So uh, what we're going to do is, as per our normal format, we will follow up with uh, Soraya Zell and a quick CPM update. And Soraya, as usual, isn't paying attention to the podcast. So what we're going to do is Pokey and I are going to give his CPM update for him. So, Pokey, I'm going to lead off. No, I'm sorry. I'm, as mentioned, I'm in the game and you just cost me uh, one of, go, one go of the objectives here. Go so. ahead. Go ahead. T- tell me Don't that worry. cost your proto suit. Go ahead. Don't worry. No, you just, no, it's a cheap suit and I didn't die. You just I didn't get the installation kill because I was distracted. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for that. Um, so the CPM update is, uh, that we have, uh, obviously the, the 1.2 blog just went down and, um, we have a meeting actually scheduled on Tuesday. So there's that. Um, I don't know if there's going to be anything, uh, particularly interesting or relevant, uh, out of it, but, uh, that's coming. Uh, so we're meeting with, uh, I think JC and, and, uh, uh, Rattati, um, on Tuesday. 
Um, let's see. Els Denae was the only person to enter my uh, summary contest today, or this week, so um, he wins by default again. Um, and uh, what else? I don't know. Oh, I got a forge gun, and there's two dropships near me. I'll be back. He is really working hard to make it sound like he's actually playing, so I, I will have to commend him with a, at least a nod of the head that he is working as hard to do that as he's ever tried to give us any CPM update in any previous episode of this podcast. Uh, all right, so moving on. What we're going to do is we're going to lead off with a couple CPM2 uh, candidates. Uh, so as per our normal format, we're going to have uh, myself and Bate will ask some general questions to uh, our couple of our guests. Uh, we have several CPM2 candidates on tonight, but we're doing about two to three a show. We're going to have two on tonight, and we've already got a couple scheduled for uh, next week. So tonight we're going to have Silly Rabbit and uh, Demons Grimwolf. Uh, we're going to lead off with Silly Rabbit. He's a uh, He's been a guest on the show more than once. Uh, we always like having him back. Uh, he's a good guy to talk to, and we're going to ha- explore a little bit about why he wants to be a CPM member and what he thinks he's, uh, he's bringing to the table, and he can also explain a little bit about himself. So, with that, uh, Silly, you about ready to get down to it? Well, let's do it. Yeah, don't don't ever say that to me in that tone of voice again, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to lead off with kind of the softball pitch here of why do you want to be a CPM, or in specifically here in CPM2? What what is making you want to uh, put your name in the hat as a video game politician? Uh, I've been running this game, I would say, right out of right at the beginning of open beta um completely fell in love with the game actually walked away from one fps entirely for it uh so i mean you know in my day-to-day activities this is pretty much this and one other game is about all that i run just for uh fun sake i mean i gravitate towards it a lot i love the concept of it i love what it does and i want to represent it as best as possible um i've done a lot of aspects to the game competitive and casual so i think i have a, a pretty solid grip on and understanding of the game now last year i wanted to run but i didn't feel i was quite ready but uh now i feel like i'm i'm on par for it okay all right uh, so it's more of a a point of you think you have something to contribute to the greater community in terms of uh, how how our needs can be served with CCP and vice versa, for for example. Yeah, I'll go into a little bit more detail about it. I mean, uh, like I said, competitively, casually, um, and I've had the the I guess I would say not so much privilege, but more so like. A, community aspect lockdown in terms of like I, I talked to a lot of people in this game a lot of active players um, a lot of passive players players that are come and gone and um, just in terms of mechanically I mean I, I understand it I understand what you know needs to be balanced because that's really what I feel is still missing from the game is balance and I want to just push as much balance forward uh, objectives as possible there's a lot of elements that I feel that I could contribute to uh, being CPM and I have a, a great eye for detail in terms of like knowing what needs to really get pinpointed and, and really targeting that and not only just taking advice from the community and not so much advice, but just, you know, suggestions and, and seeing, you know, their grievances and seeing what they love, see what they hate, see what they feel is OP, see what's, you know, um, underpowered, you know, nerfed. Um, I, I take I take all of that into perspective and I look at it and I, I've ran almost every piece of equipment, weapon or vehicle in this game. So. I have a pretty strong understanding for it. I'm ready to kind of exercise that a lot more. Okay. Well, no, I, I think that's a, I think that's a, a pretty good, pretty good starter. Um, so you've been around quite a bit in several different corps, and I know you are an active PC player. So 
what uh, what do you think is the primary things that you want to bring to the table as a PC player in terms of what we see unfolding with Dust? Um, I was in the think tank that uh, Radity set up, and um, I just you know offered as much feedback as I could during the time when I was leading over at FA, and um, you know that really you know whatever you see that's being incorporated now that that's you know that was before me even trying to campaign for it. It was really cool that he was able to come and talk to people outside of of that, you know, of that circle. And, um, that was a, a lot of the stuff in there, um, is what I like to see, what I would have liked to see more substance to PC land value being restored, but not being, uh, so simplistic in terms of just turning on an ISK faucet. You know what I mean? Like there's more to that. And I think there's more to explore in that now. And, um, what he has so far in terms of like, you know, the command points, the district credits, um, you know, setting up rating, though, I would like to see that a lot sooner. I'm seeing that it's going to be imposed later into the game. Um, elements like that is, is something, you know, to build upon. I also would like to put a PVE side of the experience into the game as well that I feel like could still incorporate everybody, um, whether you're a casual player, whether you're in PC or whether you're not in PC. You know what I mean? There's, you know, there's still ways to do it. It's just in terms of, is there enough space to do it? Do we need to port before that can actually be a possibility? But that's just something I want to explore. And I've posed, you know, ideas to uh, Radity. He said there's great, but there's just, you know, there's not enough space. So hopefully with Tearside, that'll open up a door and maybe I could throw back in um, that suggestion in terms of incorporating a little bit of PVE to PC. Because uh, what he's got going on right now already is going to bring back land incentive and hopefully bring back that competitive edge in PC that was just gone uh, for the longest time. It was just a gaping hole, looked like an emptiness. And um, so let's, I'm just looking forward to putting that back in. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to toss it over to Bate for a couple of questions, and he and I will kind of go back and forth uh, with a couple of things, but I'm going to toss this over to my partner for now and let him uh, uh, throw a couple at you, okay? Cool. Okay, so Silly, as you said before, you have played every role and run every piece of equipment, and from reading your posts on the forums, I can absolutely tell that. Um, I, I was looking through, and I saw that you commented on just about every topic um, that you could find. Excuse uh, my passion. <laughs> if it's a little aggressive, no, in this field, it is it is much appreciated, and I know that for me as a player personally, I I do appreciate somebody who who is passionate about about the game on that level. Um, but would you say that you uh, you're well tapped into um, the happenings of the of the dust community? Very much so. I squad with as many people as I can. Sometimes it's you know not enough room for squads. They're either clicked up or they're full, which is always a good thing to see in the court. Uh, that I'm in over at negative feedback, but I squad with as many people as I can. I have like late night crews that I run with too, uh, people from Opus Arcana, um, and also like people from this new court coming up, Ambush for the Win. You know, players that there's a lot of pub players, which is cool to see that they're starting to try to get into uh, PC, so that's pretty awesome. And there's, you know, just in longevity wise, like I've, I've kind of. I've been around. I've, I've been around. I'm not trying to say that loosely, but uh, you know, back from CI days, me and Cross could Cross and Jason could attest. But I've been back, you know, from that point up until now. I just kept contacts with as many people as I can, and I squad with them. I love squatting with tankers uh, and seeing, you know, always seeing where that, you know, what they want to see out of it because that was actually pulled away uh, from them in terms of that. I'll, I'll probably go into that deeper if you guys ask more about that, but. You know, I just squad with as many people in different groups as possible, whether it's a Slayer squad, whether it's, a, you know, a Logi squad, whether it's just a Heavy squad, whether it's a Tank squad, whether it's any kind of thing. It just, you know, it happens throughout the day. And I just, I play daily anyway. So it's, there's always something going on. 
Awesome, dude. Um, so should you get elected um, to the CPM2, how do you think, or how would you use your, uh, uh, your, your knowledge, uh, for lack of a better word, of, of the game to, uh, to better uh, the, the game in its, in its current state or, you know, if it goes to a port? Um, from my knowledge that I, I feel I could contribute, I really want to kind of specify uh, key key problems in the game, or whether I wouldn't really must say problems, but just things that can be fixed. Uh, whether it's an exploit, you know, like you know, certain weapons that haven't been touched at all. You know, I, I really have a, a set goal in mind. I want to touch vehicles. I want to respect back on a certain uh, bit of weapons. Just take a look at those, and um, also just build upon what's already established and what fits into the realm, whether, you know, build upon better on, you know, assaults or lodges or see more out of something out of heavies, but that's all, you know, that all is pending upon where the game is at the certain time, like the meta, because we've gone from like, say from the start of Uprising, we've gone from really like kind of knights and armors to more of a modernized, quicker kind of gameplay rather than just really archaic style. So it just really depends on what the shift is. And we just did a, a, a minor tweak, I would say they did to it with the patch incorporating for the lodges and the commandos and stuff and, and tweaking um speed stats on certain assaults and you know I feel that there's you know there's still a blanket sweep for a lot of things. And what I wanna really pinpoint is, you know, focusing on key aspects like the the assault sweep. I personally didn't agree with the whole blanket sweep for all assaults, whether it's the speed for the, the, the men's and everything. I felt that one suit was a little bit OP'd and that should have just got tweaked. You know, stuff like that, I really want to kind of push that home. Like, hey, let's not just hit everything at once. That's usually what CCP does. They usually just smash everything, and then it's either a hit or it's a, an entire miss. But I really just want to just kind of take that step back and just focus on those key little details and then just, you know, fix that up. Because there's a lot of, you know, um, a lot of suits that are already fine, but sometimes they get messed with because one suit is ruining it for everybody. Instead of just focusing on that one suit, that's sometimes not the case, and sometimes it's just a blanket sweep of everything, you know, one hey, Silly, you mind if I ask a couple follow-ups, if you don't mind? Oh, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, just two things real quick. Um, so you had a couple of comments there about uh, sort of the older style of play, or as you did, but the older style of play being kind of an archaic sort of form of play. Do you prefer kind of the faster Twitch-based play, or do you kind of prefer the more tactical kind of set-things-up play? I prefer the... In my opinion, the best of both worlds. I want that. I want each race to kind of have its its uh, specialization. I prefer that scouts be the fastest in the game because they should be. I feel that assaults should be, you know, where they're at right now. I feel that honestly, assaults are at a good position. I, I didn't agree entirely with the blanket sweep of all the stats, but you know what they did was minimal, and it's still suits are still viable. But I don't want to see uh, just a, a, a constant, like, you know, crapshoot of like. 16 min assaults because no one wants to go and delve into the Kalasol or no one wants to go and delve into the Galente assault. I kind of want each race to really shine in its role and it's, sl it's slowly getting there. I'm seeing it a little bit. Uh, but in terms of that, that, I mean, that's just where I stay with it. I don't want it to go so slow back to where it's like super tanked out. You know what I mean? Like it, that was fun for its time, but we're kind of past that. I mean, there's, there's more diversity in the suit. So I feel that each suit should kind of exemplify uh, its play style and really just kind of just focus on that, you know, instead of just I guess, being... I guess my question is, do you feel that you can have both of those things in this game? Because we've, we've basically proven that that really, really 
Well, well, I say we've proven, but I, I would, I would offer at least a perspective that that little narrow ledge that you have to walk uh, of, you know, the, you know, quote unquote balance. Uh, we CCP slash this game, this community, we've never really been able to find that. So, do you think we're there now? Right. Uh, still not there, no. Uh, just by from what happened for the blanket sweeps for the assaults, instead of focusing on one sweep, they hit the whole thing, you know what I mean? I feel that there needs to be more specification for certain things instead okay. of just, you know, punishing them all. Well, or all right. them all. I, I'm kind of with you on that one. So, as I kind of kind of pull the string on that one, uh, it, th- that was predominantly, I think, what you're referring to, correct me if I'm wrong, is the uh, sort of the EHP versus base movement speed, right? Yeah. Okay, so that was the basic curve that they set up uh, where it started with scouts, lodges, assaults, heavies, and you know, as sort of a uh, a declining slope in terms of how much or how little EHP you, in theory, had versus uh, your base movement speed. So I understand that you you had some concerns about kind of the, the way that it was done uh, but it does seem very of a logical way that CCP i.e. Ritati laid that out in terms of a very sort of linear glide path of what would be faster and then what would be have more more tanks so to speak so I guess my question is w- what would you have done differently than what they did and what would been what would have been the impacts to like the lodges for example the lodges were actually a great I, I agreed with what happened to the lodges and commandos um, I personally can't wait for the i guess they haven't added the slot progression for the commandos yet but i'm really excited to see that because i've always felt they were super squishy lodges have really taken a hit in terms of durability so to see that actually come into play and more evasiveness with the speed that i couldn't have asked for that more that was that was a great uh you know addition to the game from what they did assault wise i personally felt that they should have only just tweaked out the min assault uh, that was the only suit that I constantly saw as a problem in the game that I would see every day, daily. Uh, you know, you would see a whole squad run like four or five min assaults, and, you know, then they would maybe have one assault Amar because the scrambler rifle is an issue right now. So, you know, suits are either powerful based off of the weapon that might be OP'd or they might not be used because the certain stats or racial stats are nerfed, like the cow. Uh, you know, there's still a problem with the cow, Laji. I, I really would like to see something of that. You know, there's there's still stuff missing. Um, but I, that's what I would have fixed in terms of that, that I would have worked on that, just the Minnesota. I didn't think everything else needed to suffer for what the Minnesota was doing. The well, cow- okay. I mean, I'm just, it just strikes me though, that basically you just advocated for making everything fat. Well, more or less keeping everything fast or making everything faster, which then goes back to my comment earlier slash question about do you prefer base gameplay or more tactical okay. gameplay? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to. It to be misconstrued or anything like that. I, I'm not oh, okay, in favor. Yeah, I'm not in favor of anything being super fast or being super slow. But there needs to be a medium in terms of working on each suit and really kind of deciding on what do we want this suit to do racially. What do we want it to excel at racially? Because that's there's so many the diversity for the suits. Are, there's a lot of them now. So now I think what needs to happen is and they're doing it. It's slowly happening, but there's still blanket sweeps. What I'm saying uh, in terms of like what they did with the assaults, they just wipe stats instead of focusing. Okay, what suit is the major problem? What is that OP suit? Because that's what usually causes a shift. It's what suit is super OP'd or what is super nerfed. And uh, the CCP does extremes. They, they don't really just pinpoint certain details. They do extreme twists, and that usually leads us in a dramatic uh, path for something else. Or you know what I mean? Like I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with just 
like the it's just a it's like hot or cold hot or cold it's never like okay this is a problem let's focus on this let's make this resolved and then leave everything alone and then move to the next issue you know so that's you know from that uh from the question i you know i don't prefer everything to be twitchy i, I really don't like that i play battlefield 3 coming up i play call of duty i hated call of duty especially once i touched battlefield 3 because i like the aspect of there being a realistic um problem to deal with in terms of like suppression like that was something she had to deal with in battlefield 3 and um you really won't get that in dust that's not what dust is about so what can really be the balance you know you don't want to make something too fast a twitch shooter you'll start you'll get problems with twitch shooting it's just not enjoyable people should die and they don't die the hitbox may be too small things could go really south extreme because there's a lot of gaps in the game technically to deal with so there needs to be a medium to deal with instead of having one thing go one way because if you do that because this game is dealt with in extremes, you'll have certain suits accelerate more than they should. The scouts, the assaults, anything that you can kind of exploit because the game is so customizable. You can literally make a suit to your own specific, you know, layout. Like it's that, you know, it's not like a, a cookie cutter build for the rest of, you know, almost every other FPS where they have like a blanket, you know, gun and you have like a couple of, you know, modules or sites that you could tweak with. In this game, you really can exploit something depending on how you want to go with it. And that's, you know, that's a luxury to the game that I like. Okay. So, well, let me pass this over to, uh, to Bate. I think he's got another, another, uh, question to throw your way. Okay. That's cool. Um, yeah, silly. The, uh, the looming question with this, uh, CPM I feel, and from what I've observed is the, uh, the issue of a port, you know, will dust get ported? you know, this year or next year or two, uh, three, two or three years from now, um, or just whenever. Um, and I was looking back at your interview on, on biomass.com and you stated that you're in a, that you are in favor of a direct PlayStation four port rather than a direct PC port. Um, I just wanted to know why that was, uh, I personally feel that FPS belong on console. That's just, you know, that's a, the personal side of it, but I am aware that it might be beneficial to put it on both platforms, or you might have to take an L sometimes as a gamer and deal with what you're not used to, which is PC. Um, if it does go that route, you know, whichever I'm going to be there, you know, I'll adjust to it accordingly. Um, but I am in favor of console just because it's it's a direct approach. You know, what I mean, it's very accessible. Not to say that PC isn't acceptable or Xbox isn't acceptable, but um, just coming from you know, COD coming from Battlefield. Granted, Battlefield is on PC as well. I just personally get a better feel out of doing uh, console work instead of, you know, PC. But if we're talking about terms of like business standpoint, it would be better to put it on both. It would most likely be better to put it on PC as well, just because I heard the the actual, I guess, um, text to then move it to PlayStation from PC is way easier from moving it from PlayStation to PC. Just from coding uh, aspects of it, so I mean, I'm in favor of that because consoles more maintainable, especially with a low population that we have. PC gaming, there's a lot of exploits that can be had from FPS, uh, to my knowledge. There's just just a ton of pitfalls that can happen with that, and we don't have the player base, and I don't think we have people on the other side of the fence who will monitor exploitations because it can and it will happen when it comes to PC. You can't stop that. I, I feel it's just a direct, it's a direct line from internet to player and there are a ton of intelligent people who might want to cut corners and that's really easy averse to doing it on the playstation that's just a pessimistic view i hate to say it but you know that's realistic i've dealt with a lot of you know that kind of gameplay 
unfortunately. Oh, no, unfortunately. I, no I, I absolutely agree with that stance. So. Yeah, I, I hate to have a yeah, pessimistic view on it, but that's where it stems from. Honestly, it's just I feel that the PC at this point in the game, if there was if there was as much players in Dust as there are in EVE, I would be in favor of wherever they put it. Whether they did it on PC, I would play it on PC. If it was on console, i played it on that. But because of our population, I feel it's our, our game is much more containable and it can be regulated easier on console rather than going directly to PC right now. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Cool. Okay. Um, well, I think that that covered quite a bit of ground, uh, silly. Uh, and I know you're a big Logi fan, so I've got to ask you at least one quick question. Uh, can you lay down at least for me? Like I, I know that we just had the, the dev blog dropping, which we're going to get into, but uh, is, there, is there any like one or two other things that you're really looking for uh, advocating on the Logi side of the house uh, in the future if you were to be elected on the CPM? If I was to be elected in the CPM, I would like to kind of focus on the aspect of giving events for Logis uh, just for a fun, a fun sake. There's never been that for us. Uh, it's not hard either looking at what can be accomplished from being Logi. I mean, there's I'm, all you got to do is tweak a certain couple of things. I would really advocate for that. Um, I don't want to make Logis too OP. I like where they're going, but I really want the the Caldari logistics to be focused on. It's been getting for a long time. Um, right now, the stats, the racial stats are geared just towards nanohives. I personally feel that Caldari should have access to all nanites in general. So whether it be injectors, whether it be the reptiles that I would love to see soon, and uh, the nanohives altogether, I think they need to have control over that aspect. Um, because when I look at Minlogy, the Reptool is by far one of the strongest equipment pieces to use. The Galagi has the scanners and the Amar has the links. Now, if you, you know, are a Logi, you know that those things, those three things right there are crucial. Nanohives are just, you can forgive it. You know what I mean? You can, you can not have a suit with up nanohives, especially if it's competitively, because you need scans in the city. You need uplinks everywhere you go and you need to keep people alive with the Reptool. But that nanite injector is just something that I feel that should be uh more beneficial for the Caldari logistics than any other because that's you know the racial spec is for it nanohives just don't cut it enough you know what i mean and i would really love to see it you know well i guess the 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 last question shot on that one do you actually think that nanohives should be the sole uh like the sole buff that they get for their suit for calology nanohives yeah I think it should just be nanites. Like they have access, they have benefits from nano hives and nano injectors. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't advocate sharing it across any of the other equipment types, just keep it to needles and hives. That's it's touchy because I do want to get. I think if you blanket it over to all, all I hate using that word a lot, but if you kind of give everybody that access, I think you might go. We might regress back to the times where you would only see one or two suits of a certain type on the field. I think the more diversity and the more I guess I hate to say it, boxing. I was I wasn't in favor of it, of boxing in the actual equipment stats, but it in turn, it, it you know I like to see more diversity on the field instead of people just going to one suit because they know that suit is the better of the two. You know I feel the Minlogi still if if you gave that blanket sweep in the Minlogi, I would just go to that the whole time. I wouldn't even touch a, a Calogi at that point. That there would be no need for me ever to do because I have the benefit of nanohives for my Minlogi, and I also get rep bonus. So you run into a dangerous slope with that. You know what I mean? Okay. All right, man. Well, I think we're going to, we're going to wrap this one up and then uh, we'll obviously be talking to you later in the show, uh, reference some of the other topics, but we're going to go ahead and move over to uh Demons Grinwolf and I'm going to turn this over to bait. He's going to kind of take uh, a little bit of lead on this one. Thanks for having me. All right. So, um, Demons, if you could just, um, well, I guess you gave an intro already. 
Um, uh, shit. Yeah. <sighs> Would you like me to give a brief introduction to yourself? Uh, yes, please. Um, yes. Alright, um, I'm Demons Grimwolf. I started this character back in May of 2013. Um, I had a character before that, but I didn't really play it that much and then abandoned it um, because I kind of lost the login information. Um, I started out in a small court called The Sound of Freedom and I moved to Anonymous and worked my way up to a director in Anonymous and basically handled you know, other corpse and was kind of the politician for the group dealing with uh, day in day out stuff uh, like filling PC teams and whatnot. Um, then moved on to uh, Perfect Bastards with Heimdaller, which is where I first started getting my taste uh, of Kane Sparrow and some other people that I now play with. And then um, eventually moved on to Heaven's Lost Property. Uh, took a break from the game, uh, mostly for some real life stuff, uh, for about a year, um, almost exactly actually. And then was brought back into the game by a friend, Anon Illuminati, and now I'm a director in Negative Feedback. Awesome, man. Um, so just to, to start out with, do you, do you primarily run? Um, I'm primarily an assault player. Um, I have essentially two uh, three alts that i switch between um mostly because you know back in the day not a lot of us had a lot of sp to kind of do everything that we can do now so i have uh demons grim wolf is dedicated to assaults and scouts um i have another character that's all heavies and a third character that is uh lodgy and tank um demons now starting to pick up some lodgy stuff pretty much since you know wasting sp at this point Sure, sure. Now to get into the, the dirt and the grit. Um, I was reading your platform on the forums because I never heard. Uh, ne- yeah, I'd never heard of you um, until today. So it's been a pleasure meeting you. But um, you said that in your in your platform, you want to provide the commando a real role in the game. Uh, what do you feel uh, that role is? You know, um, while listening to. My fellow court member, Silly, I had to stop and kind of shake my head at one thing. And that was when he was talking about cookie cutter builds. And I feel like right now, regardless of what you play, there's pretty much one or two builds for it. Um, Of course, I'm sure you're going to lead into it eventually, but like shields obviously have a major problem. But as far as the commandos are concerned, I think they're really lost in the sauce, to be honest. Um, I had made a post before, actually another uh, court member had made a post, uh, Heimdaller pointed out that assault should be removed from the game because of the speed nerf. And that commandos can, fun- you know, functionally at this point with an increase in speed, do everything that assault can do, but better. And the commandos got, you know, a little bit more of a slot. You know, one more slot gives them a little bit better fitting. So there's a lot of things going on there. And I think that right now commandos and assaults are very ambiguous. Assaults are a little bit faster moving. Um, don't have the same damage output. But at the same time, the commandos are a little bit slower moving, which fits into the new playstyle. Have you know more damage, can stack more damage because they have easier, in my opinion, easier to perform like uh, fits to them, and survive for a lot longer, you know, with the reload speed and whatnot. So I would like to see commandos kind of pushed more into a suppressive role, something that, as Silly pointed out, we really don't have in this game right now. Um, 
something to provide kind of just behind front line support suppression to keep people down behind cover or away from shooting at the troops as they're pushing forward. Whereas the assault should be the faster moving, uh, more up close CQC winners. Okay. Um, sounds good. Uh, so moving on, uh, also you, you were saying that, uh, uh, that uh, you would like to bring back the Lodgy LAVs and the Lodgy dropships back. Um, what are the advantages to bringing those two those two vehicles back? Um, right now, I think in the same way that we have, as far as the drop suits are concerned, as far as these cookie cutter builds, I think tanks and dropships are also to the a very largest extent, especially tanks, forced into running very specific modules, very specific uh, turrets, and there's really no rock paper scissors there. I think. Um, Lodgy LAVs especially, as long as you can nerf the rep distance that those things had, um, will provide a more tactical feel to the actual map, as well as Lodgy uh, dropships. Um, if this is the way that they want to progress, I think the Lodgy LAVs and the Lodgy dropships are a necessary tool to provide true tactical advancement on the battlefield, as, at least in regards to vehicles. Okay. Um... You also have said that the Galente lag facility, that infamous socket that causes massive frame rate drops for most players, uh, you said that, quote, it will be gone from all playlists until an actual workable solution can be put into the game. Now, this has been a major topic of discussion, you know, whether it be on the forums, in-game, or even here in the Biomast uh, Skype channel. And you are, if I'm not mistaken, from everybody I've looked at, uh, one of the first candidates to actively state that you will attempt to resolve the issue of this specific um, socket as far as having it removed or whatever. Um, why do you think that the other candidates haven't done the same thing, even though they continuously complain about it? Um, I don't think it boils on top of people's minds, you know. It's kind of one of those things that's in the ether. Like, every time you log in, you... Uh, you know, you go to play and everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then all of a sudden you get to this facility and I know there's a bunch of people in NF that are protesting that map on, will on purpose back out just because, not because they themselves lag on it, but because there's a lot of members of NF that have major problems with that map. And um, personally, I have no issue. Um, I haven't had an issue uh, playing that map since it came out actually except for pc where it turned into like the most boring slideshow i've ever seen um but i think with this many people as far as the population is concerned that have problems with it it needs to be addressed i'm happy that it's out of pc but at the same time we're still torturing the players that have issues with it you know loading in it took them like what a month to get rid of the MCC map that was causing people to crash out of the game and turn layer out. And this thing's still in there. I think they need to be a little bit more proactive with that and listen to the community. Um, I took a lot of time when I made my list and thought through everything. So that was one of those things I wanted to include. I had it on the top of my head and I put it in there. Awesome. Well, I know I can personally thank you um, for, <laughs> for putting it on there. Um, now, I've got one more question for you, then I'll pass it on to Jay. Um, you know, as I said with Silly Rabbit, the port is big on everybody's mind in this CPM election. 
Um, and uh, what would you like to, to see the game ported to? Um, personally, I would like to see it ported to the PS4, and I have a couple of reasons for that. Um, actually, funny enough, I had a discussion with about five people this morning and uh, about 10 total like coming in and out of the channel of what they would like to see Dust ported to. And my opinion is that consoles will offer a bigger fan base for FPSs than PCs for one. Uh, computers are amazing. I got two gaming rigs myself. Um, my, my work was tricked into buying me a gaming laptop so I can use that for uh, gaming. And then I have a gaming desktop as well. And um, they they do great job but as far as competitive like competitive SPS FPS um, I don't go to those consoles or those you know devices of choice I go to a console um, I think CCP has a very good relationship with Sony so I, I think sticking with the Sony relationship would be beneficial for CCP and everybody that plays this game in the long run and um, to be honest all in all I think the PS4 will just be a better system with the number of people that are playing it uh the graphics capabilities the memory capabilities i think it can easily handle it handle it looking at the system numbers and all the numbers that are coming out as far as you know 1080p at 60 frames per second from much more demanding video games would you settle for a pc port if ccp decided to go their route and abandon the console altogether um Wow, uh, I, I would I would hurt. I I might cry a little bit, but I would definitely play it. Um, I think settle is the right term in this scenario. Um, as long as it moves to an x86 platform, to be honest with you, I'd, I'd be fine with it. If it moves to Xbox One, then I'm gonna go buy an Xbox One. That's the sad fact. So if it moves to PC, I'll definitely be on here on a pc awesome man well it, it was nice getting to getting to know you a little bit um so so thank you for that i'm gonna pass it on to jason uh i think he's got some questions for you yeah yeah just a couple real quick ones man uh and and this is a little bit because we uh we, we haven't had you on the show before so we wanted to kind of explore a little bit more with you um so it you said you run primarily assaults and you've been kind of dabbling SP into a little bit of everything right now. What's, what's like one of your go-to setups in the game just for general purpose use? Um, well, I have done like the rest of the stuff on other class, like other characters. So I can, you know, talk about my heavy builds. Like mostly my heavy builds are all armor stack, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, as far as like my go-to on my main is uh, Apex uh, Caldari Assault because I'm a masochist, um, and a Mar Assault because it's the strongest assault in the game, or at least as far as DPS output. Um, yeah, you can kind of quarrel over the bits there, but those are my two. And of course, I dual tank the heck out of that Caldari Assault. Oh yeah, no, I'm absolutely sure of that. Okay, so. Uh, that just kind of gives gives us a little bit of idea, just kind of what your what your normal play style is. Now I'll, I'll kind of pose you a question that I posed Philly earlier. Where do you kind of fall in Twitch based versus tactical shooters? Where, what would your preference be if you were uh, laying out design guidelines or informing the design guidelines as they continue to iterate on Dust? 
Well, uh, I kind of briefly mentioned it before, but that was a part of the thing that had me um, disagreeing with Silly during his interview. Um, I came from COD, uh, Call of Duty, to be completely honest, so I'm very familiar with the Twitch-based shooters. Um, at the same time, I've dabbled in Battlefield um, also because I'm a masochist and I, I do not like Battlefield at all. I think it has a lot to offer, but it's just too slow for me. Um, and I think the one thing that Dust has provided the FPS community, and I'm sorry, I'm going to get back to your question in a roundabout way, but they provided this, I think, perfect backbone for an FPS with a very poor implementation up front as far as like all the bugs and the, you know, balancing issues that we've experienced throughout the years. And, but they've been working on it. And I think Dust combines good elements from a Twitch-based shooter and good elements from a tactical-based shooter. So I would like to maintain a good balance between the two. But I think if we're going to be moving in this tactical-based uh, direction, like Ratatati said, and I'm all for it, I think we need to provide real tactical solutions to the problems that the game has. Um, I don't think we're even close to there yet. In fact, in my experience, even today, PC is still very much Twitch. There's some stra there's a lot of strategy to it, but as far as one-on-one -on -one combat, it's Twitch. As far as you know, taking a point, it's still Twitch with strategy coming in. But I think uh, there's a lot that can be done as far as you know, strategy and tactical deployments. I just I don't think we're there yet enough to call this game tactical yet. But I would like to get it definitely more to the tactical side, probably. 55 no 60 40 as far as tactical versus twitch okay no well i appreciate you kind of uh, not so much quantifying it but like kind of letting us know where your perspective is and uh, on it and uh just a a, a quick one and this is what I, one of the things i'll probably be asking a lot of the folks that are relatively new to the show uh in terms of the cpm candidacy jazz one of the one of the things i observed at least in this last cpm and and really with the CPM zero guys before them and uh, with the CSM on the Eve side is you, you can elect seven people in or, or however many people you bring in like Eve elects, I think like 14. Uh, but you're always going to have uh, some attrition of those folks over the year uh, for a lot of different reasons. And I think we've had a couple of infamous cases here in dust where uh, some folks got elected and then, then effectively bowed out, quit, walked away, whatever. Uh, so my question to you is, uh, one, if, if a little bit about your personal life, are you a college student? Do you, have a, do you have time in your real life to actually consistently put some time into helping out the dust community? Is that, does that kind of make sense, what I'm, what I'm asking? Yeah, it makes sense. And, um, you know, I'm about to be actually next week 31 years old. Um, I have a Monday through Friday job, 8 to 5. Um, off on the weekends unless I get called out to work. Uh, my job's very lenient, so a lot of the posts, a lot of my posting time and reading time, uh, as far as the forums are concerned, are during the day. I usually slot about an hour, hour and a half to read the forums when I get home, and then I try to get on dust to play. So I'll definitely have the time. Um, 
to dedicate to CPM. Um, I have a bunch of ideas as far as like getting back into the community and stuff to do as like a post to make and whatnot that I've been kind of rolling around in my head during my free time too. But yeah, as far as free time, it's not going to be an issue with me. Okay. Well, no, I, and I'll tell you what, uh, Demons, I really appreciate you coming on the show and having a, uh, having a good chat with us. Uh, we're going to go ahead and kind of call this one good, put it in the can, and we're going to slide into the rest of our, our show, which is a much more open forum for everybody else. Uh, so, again, uh, myself, Bait, Demons, Dystopia, Kane, uh, also running for CPM2, Sryzel, Pokey, also running for CPM2, Silver Strike, Silly Rabbit. Uh, so we're, we're all up on the net right now, and the first thing we kind of wanted to put out on the table was a little bit of discussion about the patch notes that literally just dropped uh, probably 15 minutes before we went, went on the air tonight. Uh, and these are the infamous, I think, 1.2 patch notes. There, there's a, they cover a lot of kind of big sweeping things in there, but I also noted uh, that there's less in the way of actual numbers and quantifiable data than you sometimes see in some of these patch notes, which I'm sure we can kind of touch on in a little bit. Uh, give me one second. I'll pull it up, and then I'll kind of give us a, a quick recap of the highlights. And then it's sort of a, a free-for-all. We'll jump in on whichever pieces you guys want to attack first. Okay, so it looks – well. The big thing looks like they're they're dropping the Planetary Conquest 2.0, which I, I suspect would be the uh, a, a large chunk of the of the patch itself, along with the uh, quote unquote vastly improved user experience with new progression system. Um, the PC piece, I noticed that there are basically no no data or numbers that I can see in the in the dev blog. Uh, the UI and the progression system they kind of go into a little bit, which looks like. Kind of, kind of almost a, an easier information system if you're a newer player on how do you skill into certain things or what should you skill into. Should always being a dangerous word in this game. Um, a skin viewer, which I'm a huge fan of because right now you can't see any. You're buying things sight unseen right now in the market. Uh, the skin conversion initiative where they take older uh, BPOs and then convert those to skins and BPOs, basically splitting the paint job and the actual frame, the suit frame uh, out. Uh, so that that looks like that. Depending on how that goes, that could be a big boon to people that have uh, skins from way back in the day. Quaif everything. I do not see this ever suit at all in this. Uh, yeah, they, they, they don't have any of the old school ones yet. Yeah, they're not. Really they're not all in here. Just, just something interesting to note, though, is if you look, uh, the lodges and assaults are not differentiated, and I know some people absolutely love the the way the Lodgy skin is different than the Assault skin. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, the, so, that was not directed to you personally, just whoever you were, like, mythically quoting. It's okay. Um, but I haven't actually bought them, so... Yeah, I, it's, it's all good, man. The, um, let's see, drop suit slot progression, which is huge, and we have talked about a lot, and I think that's actually probably the most... Uh, outside of like the PC part, specifically the one of the more more impactful pieces in in the day to day life of uh, a dust player, and then they talked about the the three new squad types, which we we're going to save for a little bit, so that when Kane Sparrow starts to foam in the mouth like he's got tums in his mouth, uh, we can kind of kind of keep that under control. Uh, so, real quick, guys, what, what do you what do you guys what jumped out at you the most on this one? Just open form for folks. 
the changes to slot progression. It's something that I've been harping about for a long time. Um, I, I think it's fantastic. It's exactly what I've wanted. Uh, we talked about it in length, so I won't get too much into it, but I think it's going to be great for uh, new player experience and veteran experience uh, at large. It, that's huge. It's so huge. So yeah, I mean, awesome. basically it made uh, standard suits apex suits for all, all intents and purposes. Yeah, and, and this way, and only that, a lot of people have been kind of complaining about where apex suits land to kind of the scheme of things. And in this way, it kind of, you know, um, the big advantage for the apex suits will still be bandwidth in terms of equipment, especially for Lodgy suits. But um, um, that differential where people feel like, oh gosh, if I don't have an apex suit, then I'm going to be getting creamed, you know you'll have the basic suit that can run that. You can run an advanced suit um, and, you know, get that same kind of slot be- layout benefit um, oh. without, you know, without necessarily, and not only that, with the advanced suits, you'll actually be having more fitting space. Too, actually, did, so. did they specifically say that bandwidth was going to still be tiered? You know what? Um, they haven't specifically mentioned it. That's I, actually I, good. I I would not, it would not surprise me that if everything starts with proto bandwidth now. That would be interesting. Yeah. Not mentioned, then it's probably going to stay the same. But you never know. We'll know patch day, I guess. Here's, yeah. I don't think the Apex is going to be in a bad spot, though, with this. And I think it kind of really just makes itself like a standout now in terms of like factional gear, for sure. I mean, if you run EVE, you know that there's a standard, there's factional, then there's tech two, then, you, you know, tech three, and so on. So, I mean, it kind of finds its place, I would say, in this game in relation to that a bit. Yeah, maybe. I mean, factional gear in EVE barely, is, though, barely. is a half a step up and then usually a side grade in, in addition. So it is it is better than, you know, standard gear or, you know, tech, tech one gear, for lack of a better term. Yeah. You know, the, the one problem I've always had, at least fitting my Apex suits, is <clears throat> since it's very close to the basic stats as far as, like, CPU and PG is concerned, um, like, the suits, the, some of them will have a little bit more CPU and less PG, and some of them have more, a little, little bit more PG than CPU, is that, um, for instance, like, the Cal Assault always runs out of PG before it runs out of CPU. Like, I think I have one Cal Assault that has almost 100 CPU, and no matter how I rearrange everything, I just can't uh, utilize that last bit of CPU. Um, so, like, when I go to fit my Apex, I always feel like uh, I'm hitting a barrier, and the one thing I used to like running back in the day was always my dread suit just because it gives me a little bit more of ability to um, learn how to utilize my suits better and utilize the field and what I see before me to stay alive. Um, but now I feel like I can run other options than just, you know, Apex or Proto. I can, you know, toss some advanced stuff in there without hurting myself too bad. Yeah, no, no, I think that's that's actually a fair way to put it. I mean, right now the Apex suit, I... I I'm not really. Sure. I mean, other than the fact it's it's a a disco skin, I'm not sure that it truly gives you a lot of other advantages. I mean, from a, from a cost perspective, it's pretty nice because it is a kitted out suit, and you can and you can do some things with it in terms of cost marginalization. But it's I, I knew the minute that when they put that Apex suit out, uh, that eventually we were going to get here. It just depending on how long it was going to take us to get to this point where everything was running the exact same layout. Uh, 
in terms of slots and all that kind of jazz, it was just really going to be governed by CPU and PG. Uh, so I, I think it's, I think it's a good change. I am interested to see what they're going to add to the Caldari or to, well, to the suits, to the Apex suits that gained or, or the gained and lost slots, what they're going to add and take away in the game. If that makes sense. I will say this. And after looking at the Amar, I bought the Apex Amar and I, I will say it was probably completely, not worth it. Um, so what I'm seeing is they're adding a new low slot. Uh, they're adding five lows, and it's still going to retain three high and retain three equipment on it. So it's probably going to be useful now to me personally to actually start using the Seraph suit. Because, I mean, I really didn't find a use outside of the the um, the Apex Shaman, which is the Min Laji. Uh, the Gal Laji is actually something that I probably wish I would have got. But now that they're actually – I see this new slot progression. It's, it might be viable to use the Amar Laji now. Yeah, the Galagi and the Galagi Apex suits, like, yeah, the Apex, dog balls. Yeah, you kind of run with that problem that you got in the initial... We all, like, have that... Uh, I guess the standard suits were just not quite up to par, like the Galagi, the Amarlaji, and even the Galagi, to a degree, but the men was always good from standard yeah, that, yeah, to... That, that, one, that one is by far the best Apex Lodgy suit, like, far and away. Well, it was, honestly, in my opinion, it was the most sound suit they've made in this game. It's never needed any type of true like you know makeover like the suits always been reliable from from me starting this game like almost three years ago i've never not you know had a reason to run that suit like it's always been the suit that i knew was good from standard to proto now i'm with hey dimmons what do you got man you had a you had something on this yeah um i was just gonna point out that the one thing i like about apex suits or any like pre-made suit that uh, ccp releases is that it kind of gives us some insight into you know sociology behind the makers of the game and like what's going on and psychology behind everything and uh, the one suit i like to wear as far as my favorite is uh, not particularly uh, good looking in fact it's, i think it's the ugliest suit in the game to be honest with you but um it's the remnant nine minmatar logistics suit oh and so cool I, I think it's ugly but anyways <laughs> i digress like when that thing came out it was literally unable to be filled in and it showed that ccp had a major disconnect between how to play the game and you know what each suit was meant for um that suit had no shield extenders on it it had no armor plates on it it basically went into battle with just under 300 ehp um for some weird reason it had um profile what was it profile Oh man, I forget. Just like it, the thing was such a hodgepodge of badness that it was hilarious. And I started when I started looking at the Apex suits. Some of them don't make sense either, as far as like Harry I mentioned with the Logi suits. Like, how? Why would they do this? And I think that's one thing that I would like to, at least as a CPM, uh, provide is a better perspective on like how people play this game. You know what these suits are and how people actually use them. Yeah, I, I mean, there were there were some of them. Uh, I remember before the Apex suits came out, there was. A, a very short there's a burst of focused feedback that happened uh with ccp and the CC, cpm on uh asking for feedback on good uh like good setups using using that that level of 
CPU and PG. The, uh, the some of them are definitely better than others. I, I do. I will point. Th- I will say this about the Apex suits. I do like the concept. I like the idea of them. Uh, but I also think what it does is it highlights very, very clearly in very stark manners what works well and what does not work well for each of the racial kind of uh, suites of equipment. If yeah, that absolutely. you know. And I and I would offer that there are some of them that are clearly they clearly stand out uh, in a pecking order. We could probably all like right now go through each one of the the uh, the classes suits in the apex, and we could pick out real quick what's the, what's the number one and what's the number four, with a little bit of discussion about what two and three is. And and that's where I think you I think that I think that's where if there's some feedback that we could put out on the apex suits and really how slot side for lack of a better term works is like, where are the, the racial themes or the design themes that we can lay in that makes, makes that, that makes things more well-rounded from a racial aspect. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still stuck thinking about the remnant nine, that just the color scheme is hideous, but yeah, you, it's absolute truth right there. Okay. Um, hey, Silver, what do you think, man? Uh, what's your What's your thoughts on uh, the War, Warlords 1.2? And you know, pick anything you want. If it's you know, slot aside or any of the the uh, PC changes, what are you most interested in? Uh, just something I've kind of taken note of here: the the commando and the logistics slot changes. Uh, the Kaldari actually logistics. It looks like they they got it wrong on here. They have it listed as five high, three low, four equipment, like it is now, and then it's gonna remain like that. Uh, I don't know if they're actually if they just got the two number switch and they're gonna remain you know five high four low and three equipment like they are now and they're gonna or if they're gonna change to you know five high three low four equipment but it's just uh, I I see this wrong on here now so I'm not sure where it's actually gonna end up then also uh, just the commando I've I've been uh, you know, I've been run, you know I'm not full on commando but I've been running commando quite a bit lately I've been told it was my claim to fame in PC at one point which I don't think it is but I've been told that anyways uh. I think that'll give it a good buff, especially with the movement speed. Commandos might be a pretty much a force to be reckoned with on the battlefield, and we'll just have to see. No, yeah, I, I believe that's something too. There, oh, I'm sorry, Pookie. Please go. No, ahead. It, it's fine. I, I was just saying I've really been enjoying the the changes, the movement on the commando. It feels really good, and I think this uh, this shift in the slots is going to be just the right thing to make them feel just right. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that as well. So I, I'm just curious. You, you hit on something, Pokey, I wanted to touch on. Uh, it's kind of a, a squirrel to chase, but. The uh, the strafe changes in conjunction with the movement changes, like how do you think that how do you think that that is going to go over, guys? Well, I, I, I it's it's no secret that I'm not a huge fan of of crazy strafe speeds. I don't like the idea of dodging bullets back and forth. I think it's it's dumb. Um, so I think bringing that a little more in line has has been has been a good change. And I think that uh, the, the overall curve, or at least the concept of you know, uh, effective HP to speed has been also a positive change. I mean, I know some people don't quite agree, and I think there might be some additional tweaking needed, but I think overall it's it's been a positive improvement to the gameplay, so I'm, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. You know, one thing that needs to be said is uh, looking at that, especially with the tier side. Um, before, when Commandos came out, I specced into Minmatar Commando, and at no point could I ever run in the basic suit because it had no highs and no lows, and I always felt like extremely naked and like I was being punished for running that suit. So now they'll have three two throughout the uh, throughout all the levels, which is a great thing. 
I kind of wonder for the Apex suits, are they gonna are you gonna end up with empty slots on like the Amar Apex, or are they putting in a random piece of a, something in there? Yeah, that's what I was kind of curious about. Like, if they ended up adding that fourth equipment slot to uh, like a my Apex Cal Lodge, are they gonna put another bullshit hive in there or something that's worth a damn? Would not be so- They'll, they'll forget about it, and then it'll come out, and they'll go, oh, shit, we forgot to actually do that, and then they'll fix it, like, in three weeks. Empty slot, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I fully expect it to happen. That's yeah. commandos, too, right? This is yeah, commando. uh, yeah, and um, it might be interesting to see, since they are reducing the number of low slots for the Caldaria Lodgy, how that'll work out as well. Like oh, what? I think, they did, I think they mentioned that they were increasing the uh, CPU PG, I, I think. Uh, for the prototype, but I think the standard and advanced remain the same. But I, I was more speaking on that the Apex suit for the Kalaji will be losing a slot, and I'm wondering what, what module will be losing in that low. That is a good question. Yeah, I think there might have been a typo, considering that both sides are exactly the same. So let's cross our fingers on this one, guys. Well, I mean, if you look at the methodology, they're basically making the commandos have the same slot layout as the sentinels and making the uh, lodge to the same slot layout as the assault. So I, I can only assume it'll match the assault and be a uh, five high, three low, and then four equipment slot. Yeah, I, I, I did ping cross, and he indicated that they were getting a fourth equipment slot, that that was the actual actual scoop. You're talking about the Kyle Yeah. Yeah, it is. So now the interesting thing is... What I've noticed on like Logi suits, like the equipment doesn't scale very well. Like Proto works very well, and then everything else drops dramatically through the floor in terms of its <laughs> efficacy. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to work out. You got a couple outliers to that though, like um, uh, compact nano hives. I mean, pro- actually maybe the only outlier though. <laughs> I mean, if they got four equipment slots now for the Caldar, I think it'll be cool to actually actually make a fit i had a rep high fit uh that i used to run um now that there is four though instead of running with three on the equipment slide i can run four so i can run basically like two hives you know where kiyomi or alatech and then just backdoor with a needle and i mean a nano injector and a, a rep tool now so i actually couldn't use the suit to sustain or you know hold the actual position and set up a hub i used to have to like do that but just the min logi or the gal logi you know have to cut corners and make sacrifices just because you know i prefer three uh i prefer four i mean uh equipment slots than uh three i just feel three is two you know can't get a lot done but you can try yeah no i i think it's i'm with you on that we i've i've raged about that quite a bit in the past is like what the f you know what the usage rate of the cow logi suit is for actually trying to do logi work it's i mean it's they just, if they made it four for three suits they might as well make it four for all of them to be honest it's just let that cpu and pg space dictate on you know what sacrifices they have to make but uh if they can do it for three suits i think they might as well just go ahead and throw that fourth equipment slot for the mileage as well yeah you know honestly i don't care if they want to keep the sidearm i i'm oh yeah i forgot about that that's yeah, totally fine that's for the, me. yeah that's the give and take so yeah okay then i could deal with that then never mind got entirely about the sidearm don't touch my sidearm yeah yeah okay i take it back take back i retract my statement i forgot all about it no i mean and that's that's cool i mean i think that works really well i would tell you that like my my big thing on this is I really think they need to, you know, I am a huge fan of how they've done slot aside on this and how they're laying it out. Uh, I, I'm a little, little bit skeptical about the speed and EHP curve that they've laid out, uh, only because I still think that 
you know, when they don't touch things like regen and other other factors uh, that are usually part and parcel of those kind of uh, performance curves. I'm a little I'm a little skeptical of it right now, uh, but I like what they're doing. I think to me though the biggest thing is what are they going to do with all these frame suits in terms of like bonuses? How will classes balance against other classes, and then how will the races balance inside the classes? Because I and Cross mentioned this before is like this is the one thing that I truly wish that they would in somewhere lay out is. What is the overall design philosophy behind these? Because I can poke holes in, in some of them. Some of them actually work very well. They're very well knit, knitted together in terms of how the scouts work in a given race, like how the scouts work versus the assaults versus the heavy, the commando to a degree, which is in a weird spot. Um, you know, some of them work very well. Their weapon and equipment uh, that is racially specific works very well when you take them in total. Some of them do not. Uh, and that's that's where I'm kind of curious about how they would uh, what the overall design goal for all this stuff is because it's to me it's really more about what are the the bonuses on the suits themselves not so much the slot layout is obviously very important and it drives a lot of things but it's how how your suit uses those slots and um, how your suit interacts with weapon systems or equipment systems and things like that that's far more important to me I understand on a side note I also saw Radity post somewhere about making the officer equipment kind of like a optimization option for suits. So that I, I saw that the other day he wrote about. And can you elaborate on that? I'm, I'm just trying to follow on. Um, I forget where it was. I, I'm going to try to search it up. But basically, he was talking about adding fitting, optim, like an optimization actually on the suit, like, you know, what you have on um, weapons and in in the realm of where oh, you, you mean can adding adding skills skills to the skill tree well not yeah yeah skills to the skill tree in terms of like fitting optimizing so you can't just you know be level five with a min logic and you can use the logic brawl all of a sudden you have to be level five and level two on fitting optimization to actually i mean not optimization or oh god i just had like a brain fart but basically what stops you from using officer weapons is, is that it's that little selection proficiency there you go uh proficiency uh, they're talking about he's talking about adding that possibly to um, suits so that way officer suits you're required to um, be like level two with the proficiency in the actual suit itself to use so, officer suits so you get something like reptile proficiency or something on top of the reptile skill he didn't actually go into detail about that it was just in terms of just for using the officer suit in itself I feel that if you're going to add that you might as well add a, a more of a benefit for uh, race bonus, uh, if that's the case. He didn't go into that detail, but he definitely was talking about making it more difficult to run officer gear because, I mean, let's be honest, uh, they are becoming more and more frequent in the game. I myself have a crap ton of officer gear because, you know, it doesn't go anywhere except to the next person. You know, it doesn't get destroyed. It just, you know, someone else picks it up and salvage. And on top of that, your, your board barge manifests it and you can get it from strong boxes. So there's going to be more and more officer weapon and suits uh, as time progresses. So I'm pretty sure that will become a, a problem that they might try to tweak off a bit because it can it can be uh, exploited. Okay. Uh, well, let me, let me kind of change gears a little bit. Uh, one of the other things here in the 1.2 was the updated PC uh, Planetary Conquest. And again, it doesn't go into a no whole numbers. lot of detail about it, uh, but it no says numbers. we're going to get it. Uh, we're flying blind here, you know. It, 
to me, it was always very important to get try to get at least a 24-48 hour notice before any major PC changes because you know these are you know you got people with huge logistical networks and all this kind of stuff set up uh, to try to deal with this. You know, you got people with like 30 plus districts and you know that kind of stuff. I mean. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know some people are like, well, boohoo, you know, big landholders. But at the same time, you know, that's still a lot of invested time um, and stuff, you know. And not only that, even the new players should be able to have a chance to kind of plan it out. It seems kind of crazy that you're going to be kind of hitting the ground running. Um, uh, and so basically the people who log in first after downtime are going to be the ones who see actually what all the CP costs are. You know, rather than everyone just kind of being able to sit down and relax, kind of look over the numbers, it's going to be this kind of rush. A gold rush, dust rush, whatever you want to call it. It's going to happen, though, for sure. People are already trying to, they're coming out of retirement or they're, you know, getting the guys together and talking about it. It's like coming a, a thing now, for sure. Well, I think it's it's nice because it's CCP training, training like actually finally democratize PC. And it, I know it sounds weird coming from somebody who was part of the Big Blue Donut, and then uh, before then, um, I forgot to mention I was in Ancient Exiles also. Um, so you know, I've, I've been in corps that held you know thirty percent of Molden Heath and got to experience what nonstop PC was like. Um, the one thing, and I, you can even fact check this if some he feels you know bored enough to do it but going all the way back then when i was in ancient exiles and anonymous and even hvlp um my post of the forums was in, in discussions in the game was that i would much rather prefer having you know corps only hold three or four or five districts so that everybody can get the feel of this in-game content i think uh, the one thing at least from my perspective um, that pc offers is kind of this great experience of pitting your strategy and your player's ability to take points in a competitive arena and then they can come out feeling you know that victory like uh, at least at my age you know anybody who's played video games back in the day when you overcame you know like a huge puzzle you always felt rewarded and i think that's you know missing in a lot of video games nowadays uh, you know when you play stuff like uh, uh dragon age for instance uh, you just don't feel as rewarded as you do when you come out of a PC victorious uh, with all your friends there with you. And I think uh, seeing that, it's actually, I think it's going to breathe new life into this game and to the people that play it. When you say, basically, like, if it was in a perfect world, you would have no more than three to four districts of court. Like, do you not feel that, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but do you feel that, you know, it, it has to be fair for all to enjoy. Because I'm more of a, a fan of, you know, you get as much as you put into it. You know, it's, it's you know, it's it's a meta aspect to, like, the Big Blue Donut. Like, as crazy as that was, you know, why should that not be attainable? And it was attainable. It's just I feel that the, the problem was in terms of the mechanics of the game. Like, it was just too cookie cutter in terms of, like, oh, we get a crap ton of this. That was, like, the only benefit to doing is, like, you could get super, super rich, but that was the only benefit of holding the land. I mean, I'm in favor if someone wants to go into empire tirade like go for it you know what i mean if you can do it if you got the guys if you got the mindset and you can do it go for it you know that should be all feasible you know well, i think there here's the problem with that and like i said being somebody who was in ancient exiles i was making 
like a hundred million isk back in the day every week to two weeks depending on what our pc schedule was and that was just my court payout and not including all the stuff i earned from pc and so when i say like you know three four or five districts i don't want to hold people back who want to conquer it but at the same time i think that was a different situation so i think you have to look at the meta that was set up at that time and analyze it from within those perspectives so you have a bunch of corpse you know back then um just say some names ancient exiles nyan san outer heaven um team players that had held a lot of land for a very, very long time, uh, Red Star, Illomans, go even further back, um, those corps had this huge backing. And so after leaving, when Anonymous finally cascaded and being an open player at that time, I had several corps approach me and say, hey man, we'll pay you this much per week. No, no, we can give you this much per week. And people were literally trying to bid for my ability to play for them. And at that point in time, when people were solely looking for ISK because it was so easy to cash farm, the huge majority of good players mostly went to three or four corps and it was just because of how much is they got you know to say that ancient exiles was this amazing happy home i mean i enjoyed my time there greatly but there was people inside of ancient exiles that didn't like each other and they were only there because of how much money they were making so removing that and doing 1.2 i think does push it to democratizing pc and you actually have to you know hold and you know maintain everything that you've taken it's not like we can just take all these timers and stack them in weird places i mean it's pretty much the same thing just more tedious now i would say nothing's really the premise of of, of conquer i mean i've been right there with you i did it i did you know fa we were getting what 2.8 billion a month like oh, in the man. whole dns thing that i mean the factor of that that's that's the problem with the is faucet. I'm not, you know, disagreeing with that. That was a problem. That was the only basic factor. That was the only imagination you were able to get from land incident. But now that they're bringing in district credits, they're bringing in command points. It's still going. I feel it's still going to happen. You're going to get that player that wants to go on a conquer. That's just that's human nature right there. And you know, all that I see from this and from being in a think tank and everything for PC 2.0 is just making it more tedious. So it involves a lot more people and it involves um, more management. There wasn't a lot of management. Uh, before and that was that's the only real difference i'd see from what's about to happen now like foreshadowing i think the same thing is going to happen if anything it's going to get more people together because there's other incentives now besides just isk so i don't really think it's ever i don't think it's going to change unless you know you get that that kind of shared kind of all you know factor to which i mean everyone's going to go to the strongest court they're going to try to then you have people who set regulations and goals or you know, uh, requirements. That's where that comes into play. So, I mean, I get the whole ringing aspect and, and, and people wanting to bid for you, but why shouldn't they, you know, I mean, if they, if someone wants to get something started, they're going to go for the most strongest people that they see either in battle or they hear about, they're going to go for you regardless, no matter, you know, where you stand with it. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, there's a couple of points I'd like to address, you know, not to like measure it, but I think, you know, I wish I still had the old spreadsheets from ancient exiles, ancient exiles, I think was making, 10 billion every two weeks. So we were literally reigning in ISK at that time. And 
you know, you're right to some extent, but I think the tediousness is almost necessary. So no, I'm not disagreeing it, with that. I'm just saying no. it's not going to change the overall no, concept. It, of- it will to an extent, though, and here's the problem. You know, up to this point, and I know to some extent we see it in NF, and but you see it in extrapolated in other courts, is that in order to maintain that large amount of land, you have to have an access, you know, an active user base. And if people are just signing on for like the big ticket items, like only signing on for PC, then you're not going to be ranking, you know, racking in a bunch of points to be useful. So I think it's a good thing because it's going to start urging people to sign on more so we're gonna have more people on but also you know corps that are smaller let's say 30 to 40 diehard members can now rank up, like rack up all this cp and then they can start doing rating on these districts that these bigger corps are holding and the bigger corps are going to have to micromanage more so regardless whether or not they can actually hold it like in the current scenario I don't think they'll be able to, I don't think it's a sustainable thing. And, you know, I know, I know you would back me on this silly and, um, I know Kane does and Anon Illuminati. We're, as a corp, negative feedback is 100% behind bringing all these smaller corps into PC, you know, like taking district and and when we don't, like, hey, we just got this district, we're going to give it to another corp that can fill the 16 people or 12 people every single time and here here's your district you now own a part of this game regardless of whether or not it's this uh you know real thing they now own something inside the game and they have to be and they have the ability to say you know go to their friends and like hey you know i want you to start playing dust 514 my corp just got a district you know we actually own something inside this game get on there and then they can start spreading that word and i think that's like i said i think that's something that's been lacking in a lot of games and the you know how proud people can be for holding these districts and now with these larger corps they're going to have to micromanage more it's going to start kind of eating away at them from the inside because they're having to sustain levels that they can't do and i think the tediousness is necessary i think like any any person who's grounded in the real world with you know thinks about it for two seconds if you own you know two thousand acres let's say of land it takes a lot of work to maintain it and i think that little bit needs to be brought in the game to make sure you can democratize this amazing in my opinion amazing in-game uh, aspect to it that is a pretty well said piece um and, and one that I, I think if you go all the way back to some of our original episodes of biomass which was coming on online literally as the the blue donut was peaking and then the red wedding was happening and then some other color things were thrown in there um but it, that that's a that's a great point it's not about not so much about um you know, fending off the tyrant, so to speak, of, of the blue donut, the infamous Kane Sparrow slash DNS Black. Uh, it, it was more about the way the mechanics laid out. It was too easy to do it. I don't mind if somebody does it, but it was just too easy to do it. I think is where a lot of us. Uh, I can agree with that. Sell on that one. So what? When? Since we've been on the air for a little bit, uh, what I would like to do is kind of uh, narrow this down a little bit more. Uh, if there's any sort of uh, last-minute pieces you guys want to bring up about the Warlords 1.2 or any other things that are humming with you on the forums, just uh, we'll kind of run down the list. Uh, I'll start up there with Iowa Bait, and we'll kind of go all the way down. And just literally, if there's something that's caught your on that forum, the forums, or 
something you, you want to uh, bring up or remind folks about the uh, the dev patch, we can just kick it around for like a minute and then we'll kind of go through. And then I think after that, we're going to cycle into shout outs. So a little bit of a lightning round, so to speak. Uh, so, Bate, we're going to start with you. Anything catching your eye on the forums or in the dev blogs or anything this week that you wanted to bring up? Um, you know, not particularly. Um, I think this was touched on, though, in the, in that in that bit that was just uh, done. The commando getting the extra slot is going to be fantastic in my eyes, um, especially for somebody who runs uh, AV. Um, my Mimitar commando shields are shit, and I'm not happy with it. So being able to get that, uh, I think, a third slot on the high will be okay. quite nice. No, I agree. I think that I think for the commando players, this is a pretty good run. Uh, Dimmons, what do you think, man? Anything else out there catching your eye? No, I mean, I think it's complete. Um, I'm going to be a little bit selfish here, but I think they need to go back and totally revise the uh, shields. Um, I made a pretty in-depth post about shields and why people are having to dual tank and why I think Ratatati's opinion on the EHP versus speed um, idea was completely skewed. So I mean, that's one thing that when I read through it, I wasn't expecting anything, but I saw it and I was like, oh. Would you do me a favor and link that in the uh, in the mumble chat here so we can have sure that? Sure thing. Uh, and then just kind of an open one too, guys, for anybody that's a CPM2 candidate. Once you come on for your interview, if you've got like some really go-to posts that, that you want people to see, either your candidate thread or like, hey, here's three or four of my greatest hits kind of thing, and you want us to include that in your um, – like your candidate interview just is like, Hey, links, you know, choice links, you know, back to the dust forms or something like that. Feel free. We can, we can, it'll take us a while to get them added in, but we'll, we can get back and get those in. But, uh, I would like you, if you could link that into the mumble chat, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Um, dystopia. How about you, man? Uh, you know, I really am kind of interested to see how the uh, skin conversion is going to be, you know, and how that's going to pan out. And, um, how, uh, you know, it's going to look as far as what um, a lot of suits that I have, you know, how, how that's going to be applied. Is it going to be for, you know, you know, are my medium ones going to be for both medium frames or just one, you know, is it going to be assault? As far as what I'm seeing, it looks like it may just be, you know, Minmatar assault and uh, there'd probably be one for a Lodgy as well. So, but uh, also I'm kind of interested to see what that skin viewer is going to look like. Yeah, that's that's definitely huge having the skin viewer. I, now, I thought originally the idea behind this with uh, just like the skins that it was going to be uh, more about the weight class. So, like if you got a like a Galente medium frame, you could put it on any of the medium frame Galente suits. Uh, hopefully, anyway, uh, I hope it works that way. The dev blog, uh, dev blog implies that it's going to be the uh, the the frame size, not the role specific. So you should be good. Ah, that's legit. Um, okay. All right. So, Kane Sparrow, what do you got, man? Go ahead and tell us why you're getting trod upon and the man's got his boot on your neck and, you know, they're, you know it's like dogs and cats living with each other, you know, since your your mighty Threadnought you know, or would-be Threadnought got, uh, got locked by CCP frame. Uh, you know what? Honestly, the more I've thought about it, I'm kind of glad the thread is locked because it, everything had, that could be said probably has been said. And I can actually get some sleep now, rather than constantly poking the thread and face palming at certain responses. Yeah. Uh, you took the high road. I'm so disappointed in you. 
Okay. All right, Zell. Um, wh what are we doing? Um, the well, we were hoping you thoughts. would give us the Final game review something? of Dust because we know you've game never review. fucking played game it before. Review. Um, I I really think Dom needs to be deleted from the game. Um, domination just shouldn't exist. That's that's my experiences from from you really playing home, this week. Didn't you? Um, somebody like got a lot of my kills. But no, it's you know it's it's fifty fifty percent of the game is you end up redlining the other team. The other fifty percent is the other team ends up redlining you. But the the sum result of any Dom mode is about fifteen minutes of the game are. Please let it end so I can queue up again because it's it's just not fun. It's and it's it's just not fun. I don't know why it's here. That's that's that's, that's, that's dumb. That's not much, that, not that much more different than any game mode, uh, depending on the matchmaking or or who falls into it's, the match. It's rather. so much dumb. Very particularly dumb. I um, don't know. I, if you if you had to pin me down on one thing to totally get rid of, I would tell you it's ambush. Oh, oh man, no, I mean, bro. chill. Dude. I'm, I'm, I mean, ambush isn't isn't great, but it it works so much better than dom. It's a quick domination. It's literally. It's, I mean, ugh. I haven't seen acquisition at all this week. Um, I don't queue for specific you ones. I queue for everything. You know why you don't see acquisition? Because nobody nobody's plays fucking it. playing it. Yeah, because it sucks. Um, but uh, yeah, so yes, I haven't I seen it at all this week. I, you know, I played a couple of when it came out and I liked it, but uh, you know, that's that's I guess how it is right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's been all right. Um, I, I'm annoyed by the constant ability of vehicles to just run away and, you know, rep up and come back and then kill you. Um, but you know, that's, that's the usual thing. Okay. All right. Um, having a guy jump out of his, you know, tank and kill me and then jump back in his tank and, and, go and that is no it. different than any uh, than any other game mode out there well no yeah this this is just general feedback now as i already said dom sucks but these are these, you know my thoughts on the, the game as a whole uh, as of this week okay um but yeah i'm trying to get this stupid event done um i actually i, I love this event i should i should clarify um mortis challenge was one of my favorites back in the day um and uh i forgot Got how much harder they made it to kill installations. <laughs> but yeah, I'm almost, I was about to say, uh, I'm almost you, done with that one. I have seen a lot of people beefing about the kill assist and the installation kill, kills. Kill assist is really hard, and I'm, that's the one I'm worried I'm not going to get done. I'm actually almost done with installation kills. I'm at 19 out of 25. Um, because every at the start of every match, I grab my forge gun, go to the nearest uh, thing, and either take it out myself, or if someone else is already taking it out, I just plan my sh time my shot, take the last one, and move on. Um, um, you, you kill assist might actually be easier than people think if you if everybody just, if you just downgrade your your light weapon to I, like I an advanced a, com like an I use like a standard rifle. I use a standard mass driver. Um, I that might, that wouldn't be bad, but it, I mean I if it with a standard assault rifle or a standard I mean, yeah, uh, if assault in, scrambler rifle. If you're in a lot, if you actually get a, a good team fight going, you could just lob some shots over that way. Um, you can rack up a few kill assists here and there, but it's it's tough. I I found that like uh. Like in the uh, my Mimitar Apex suit, like the little assault combat rifle, the little standard level assault combat rifle, uh, that is effectively like shooting a fully automatic BB gun at somebody. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I and and there's been more than one case I, where I've totally got the drop on people and emptied an entire magazine and couldn't kill them because they had too much HP. Yeah. Great for getting kill assists. I've got um I've got an uh, I had on my fit and I, I I murdered it. I took it off the fit. I'm like this is ridiculous. I had a, a mag a standard magsec SMG. Um, 
And I remember there was one point where I literally, someone was standing still, not looking at me. I shot, was shooting at them for like two full seconds, unloaded the entire clip into their head, and then they turned around and killed me. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, it's the, like, I really wish they'd go through and do a, a serious pass on SMGs. I mean, I, I really want to like the MagSec, but I just, I can't. I, I just, you know what, I went back to the, the Mimitar one. It's, 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 too, it, it's, it's done it me well over the years. It, it's okay. <laughs> it works. Yeah, no, you're um, right, man. But uh, yeah, no, I, I just, I couldn't get the MagSec to work for me well this week at all. Well, yeah, I'll be honest with you, like the, the, if you think about it, if the, the Breach SMG is still working dramatically better in terms of game performance than the MagSec, the, the, the MagSec, if anything, they should have eliminated the spool time on it, cut the range down a little bit, and made it a little bit better than the Breach SMG in terms of its game performance, and then called it good. Um, okay. Uh, Silver Strike, what, what, what about you, man? Anything catch your eye on the forums or in-game this week? Well, I was really hoping to follow up Soraya because I just get to make myself look better. But uh, This is true, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to touch on the the squad aspect. We didn't really talk about it too much. The four man fire teams, eight man squads, sixteen man platoons. Uh, despite all the you know pleading on the forums, crying, whatever you want to call it, you know, there's various aspects to it. But uh, oh, you know, I got the chat thing talking in my ear because I haven't figured out how to turn that off. Uh, they this they did not decide to put the uh, platoons in faction warfare, which a lot of people were pushing for. So just curious to see how that plays out. Maybe they'll change it up later, but for now it's sitting as that. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good catch, by the way, Silver. We, we probably should have touched on that a little bit, uh, but we had a lot of a lot of uh, what I like to refer to as uh, Hamlets going on, uh, as is what happens when you have a lot of CPM two candidates in the room. Uh, so that would be my shout out to the soliloquy, by the way. So I, I do think that's a great great point you bring up in, in terms of that Silver. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I think everybody's inclination is that they or every indication that Rotati has given is that they intend to or plan on adding platoons into fact war later, but they're just basically doing a phased approach. Is, is that accurate or have they not actually laid that out? They haven't laid as far as I can tell that hasn't been laid out. There's still much, a, a very much a divide on um, protecting uh, solo players in within fact who decide to queue into faction warfare. Um, I think what, from my understanding is that an outcome where a 16 man grouping goes against um, 16 randoms is unacceptable. And if there's any possibility for it to happen, then it, there needs to not be 16 man groupings. At least one perspective that I've heard on the issue. I think it's safe to say that any person who's running solo and dust is in for a rude awakening in terms of, of just overall gameplay. You're going to get wrecked by teams. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing that's happening that's a, with this. That's a real problem. In, in well, well, because I would say mo- it's, a, it's team play, bro. I, most, I can't get mad at team play. Most of your players are going to... It, most of the new players you're going to experience coming into the game, and let's be honest, most of the people playing in, in FPS period are going to be solo players. Because... Well, pe- then that's, that's why you have public it match modes. It takes a certain amount of heavy investment in the game to want to be in a corp, forming teams, etc. And and the reality is the the mass base of your game and the people, you know, the mass percentage of the people who pay for said game and keep said game servers running are going to be solo players. And to build a game that heavily favors being grouped up in the largest possible group isn't going to last long. 
So um, so one so one game mode out of five instant deploy game modes is heavily favoring. Okay. Correct. The, the, <laughs> no, but I mean, even if you look at the the problem with Kane's proposal is that even if you look at um you know four four man squads or, or an eight man and two four mans or or something, you're if you're putting disjointed sets of people, even if they're not solo players, versus a 16-man in team, you already know the outcome of that battle, because the two four-mans and an eight-man are, are not going to beat the 16-man. Incorrect. I've been the six-man team going up against Q-Syncs. I even have photos, actually, that I could post to Imager of of uh, a random set of squads going up against the state task force Q-Sync and winning. Actually redlining them, in fact. I, I will say, personally, uh, me, I can attest to it really, all you really need at the end of this is two people. I ran a squad with just myself and Heavy, and we fucking wreck shop on pubs or factionals. It just depends on the player. It comes down to, like, honestly. The thing yeah. is, you're going to have some teams that are 16-man groupings that are absolutely going to be dominant. You're going to have some teams that are 16-man groupings that are going to be freaking terrible, just like any other game mode, you know? And you're going to have some squads that are four-man groupings that are going to be absolutely amazing. But the thing is, uh, one of the things that's happening in this patch that kind of gets overlooked is that you've got your pub squad size is being reduced. So that means, you know, uh, pub skirmish, pub acquisition, pub domination, and pub ambush are all actually having squad size reduction. And actually, you know, you have the matchmaker there to protect solo players yeah, and, I, and I to protect will, these new players. Pubs will so, probably be much, much better after 1.2. I'm looking forward to it. But Kane, to be honest... I just think you're whining because you need a reason to whine because they're already making team deploy in Facwar 50% easier than it was before. Exactly. And Let me get this easy. It's already Kane. easier. And you can't just say, thank you, that's wonderful. You have to find a new reason to whine. That's hey, what Kane, I'm though, getting at. If I cut half your hair, would you be cool with that? So let me let me interject here. What happened? Kane has time to drink his... Uh, take his medicine with his teapot. Um, well, you know, the one thing, I, I the one, <laughs> yeah. So like the one thing that I think a lot of people overlook is that this game does. Yes. Like I've saying PC is the end game, but a lot of people don't treat PC necessarily as the end game. Cause they might just not be interested in holding the districts, but they say, love the Caldari state or they love the Minotaur. You know, like when I first started playing the game, you know, I sat there and I read through every single bio for each uh, race and, you know, the subgenres for each. And I chose Galente because, you know, it, hit more home to me than anything else i don't play that way but that's you know a different story um however i think providing the ability to team deploying to faction warfare one faction warfare is an end game you know an end game mode it's harder it's not meant for single player at all and i think if they start making smart decisions that whole you know tinfoilery as far as well we can't do like seven man well what happens if there's a seven man and a six man and then you know an eight man and then like a 16 man who's going to get in it just won't happen yeah that can be done by regulating you have to have at least four people to queue if you and it only accepts four, eight, 12, and 16 man blocks. As well, the one thing that's really hard to do, especially when you're looking at, say, State Task Force or Chosen, Matari, and all these different groups that are specifically there to get people into their own um, faction warfare side, 
these groups have a hard time controlling their members. And if you ever go in there, and I like to occasionally go in there and play for Kaldari, um, specifically State Task Force. But when you go in there, you know, they're sitting there giving directions as if it was a PC. But whether it happens or not it can sometimes be a roll of the dice. And if you have like a six or an eight man squad that's legitimate and good, then that eight-man squad can be worth way more than that 2v1 that they're offering. But, you know, I right now play Faction Warfare because I'm just sick and tired of the silly matchmaking system that we have and how it's been working out. Look, the other thing is, the yes, it makes it easier for me to run a, a Faction Warfare sync, but what it doesn't make it easier for is the random player that says, hey, I want to try more organized gameplay. Oh, let me create a platoon. Let me gather 16 people in said platoon. Let me now deploy to Faction Warfare. Now that's still going to be an impossibility. It's still going to be, yeah, they can do eight people, which is definitely, it's an improvement, but that that actual full team deploy that can then counter, you know, Chosen Matari, State Task Force, Lucent Echelon, Luxafarian's Elite, Pi Ground Control, and the numerous other channels that are out there that already do uh, syncing through voice, those are going to continue to exist. The problem is the quality of matches that they face isn't going to be increasing. It'll be increasing somewhat, but it won't be increasing to the extent that it could if the ability to deploy as a team was democratized and open up to the entire community rather than being kept hidden behind this little curtain that is, you know, done through voice syncing and all this other stuff. I mean, many people don't even know that team deploy is even a thing that exists. They, you know, they just see it as face value and there's no explanation of that mechanic at all. It would be only, you'd only find that out via reading the forms or word of mouth. To me, it just, it seems that it needs to be something that's codified. That way other players can engage in the practice and then actually go through and challenge these other things that are out there. Um, I think that's also a good way for people to socialize together. And, you know, to me, social is a huge hook and dust. And by getting larger groups of play people together in an instantaneous fashion, you have these social bonds able to grow in a more in a more strong manner over time. Um, last last point on this one. I, I, I am a fan of having platoon uh, platoon deploy in faction warfare as a, as a routine thing. Uh, and two things. One, uh, unless they're dramatically changing the frequency with which you can execute a PC, which I don't think they are, it's a great way for, for corpse to, to actually get quote unquote, get good, or at least practice on certain things that would lead into officially, you know, down the road being more competitive in PC. What it would also do, I can just imagine having the you know the squad finder icon and you click on like looking at platoons. I'll guarantee you there'll be groups of 10, 12, maybe not 16, but you'll have groups of like more than eight uh, that'll be rolling in those public uh, public platoons basically that'll be diving into stuff left and right. And not not to say, you know, not even talking about the, some of the more semi-organized faction warfare channels. So I glad it's there, but I, I really think they kind of did a half measure on this one. So, so real quick, um, silly, anything that uh, caught your eye this week? Uh, honestly, it was going to, I was going to talk about the whole squad situation, but what I, I was going to talk about the whole squad situation, but the only thing that I would say past this point is two things. Let's focus on vehicles from here on out. See if we can get those guys out of the the rut that they've been put in for so long and really go for that. And uh, to kind of just, I guess, finish on that statement we came, uh, and everybody's been talking about team to play. 
I'm going to hold it with the same weight that they are handling trading with right now, which is you might as well just open it up. You know what I mean? Instead of being hesitant and unlocking this here and unlocking this there, just do it because you already, I just feel like we're going to come back to this situation and realize that it's not bad to have a platoon in a factional warfare because it's, it goes down to that anyway. It's like pseudo PCs. Every time I've seen factional warfare, it's it's a pseudo PC. It's basically people practicing doing PC type style fighting, and it's just on factional. And um, you know, just to, I wouldn't say that he's whining because honestly, they should have did it. They really should have because like it's just when I look at it, it's like, dude, why not just unlock it as a sixteen and an eight? It it's going to happen anyway. They're either going to Q sync two eighteen man squads. Why not just give them a whole platoon? Why, why go halfway and not go all the way? It's like I said, it is a pseudo PC. Like that's basically what they do. I've never seen, you know, I, I've tried to do solo factional warfare and it really just doesn't cut the cake as well as other ones do. And I don't think it's going to break matchmaking or anything. I don't think it's going to break it because I, I saw one person write on um, Kane's thread that if all 16 people are queuing up, no one's going to be able to fight each other or something like that. Well, of course they won't if they're all queuing up for Kaldari, you know what I mean? But there's four factions. So I think if anything, it'll make more battles happen. You know what I mean? Like there's just more to go by. Uh, and I'm also in favor of the four-man squad. I, I was kind of against it at first until it was just a simple thing to just go by for pub matches. It's easier to queue a four-man team for a 16-man match than a six-man squad for a 16-man match. You know, it's just a simple right down to that. Um, and I'm just interested to see where it's going to go, honestly, like, you know, like with everything. All right. Well, uh, I think I'll just quick round out before we get into, uh, any shout outs that these are all good points, by the way, great, great job by silver bringing up the, uh, the squad piece, which we've, we've bandied about a lot on this show, but, uh, I have noticed a distinct uptick in a lot of folks. And I attribute this to, it is time for video game politician season to kick into high gear a lot of much more meaningful or meaty meaningful is maybe a stretch but meaty and logical threads about things in game mostly started by cpm2 candidates uh which is actually kind of cool because what you do is not only do you get to have a picture of what is somebody personally interested in maybe helping guide a discussion on or what their position is but you you generally tend to find the people that will engage you in logical uh, and fun conversation, not just like a trollathon, like you occasionally get uh, on the dust forums. So, like a lot of stuff on, you know, really back to the basics, vanilla, like talking about weapon rebalance, like light weapon rebalance, and you know, X, Y, and Z, that kind of stuff, which I, I find very interesting, and, it, and it's one of those that'll never really be done. But there's a lot of good threads out there that are relatively small that are poking up here and there. Again, a lot of them started by CPM2 candidates that are trying to put their chops out there about, you know, what what they're interested in or kind of what their form foo is. But it's pretty cool because there's a lot of good conversations that you can have if you're willing to kind of to kind of engage that way. So uh, real quick, guys, we're going to go ahead and bring this one to a close. We're going to hit shout outs super fast. Uh, we're going to start with bait, work our way down, and then we are going to call it a night. So bait, what do you got, brother? Any shout, shout outs? I do actually have a few. I'd like to give a shout out to my corporation, Demonic Cowboys. Love running with y'all. It's always been a pleasure. Uh, shout out to the Women's National uh, soccer team that'd be the U.S. one. America. America for the win, and there was a win tonight in the in the World Cup. The U.S. came out on top, five uh, two over Japan. We are the crown winners of the fucking world in soccer. 
No, that's legit. And then we all. All right, Demons. Um, I'd like to shout out to Aries himself. Uh, please come back to Dust. I miss you. Um, all the negative feedback and all the people I play the game with, also the listeners, thank you for making this game what it is. Uh, really appreciate it. And, you know, keep on playing Dust. All right. So, um, oh, I'm going to I'm I'm crash this because I'm, I'm, I've got a match queuing up, so I want to make sure I get my shout out in first. Um, so, I'm giving my shout out to. Um, uh, Terminator Genesis, which isn't it, it, for continuing to remind people in a thinly veiled fashion that Google will almost certainly be the the bringer of the apocalypse. All right, excellent, useful as always. Um, Dystopia. Uh, shout out to my alliance, the negative feedback alliance, and uh, current CPMs, and that uh, it's running for CPM two. Alrighty, uh, Kane. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to, to negative feedback and also I uh, want to give out a shout to a CCP frame for cross-posting the Warlords patch notes to the e-forms to let them know that yes, we here, we are here, we still exist and that you can't completely ignore us. You're here. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Okay, Zell, anything? Oh, wait, no, you already butted in and did your shout out. My bad. Pokey. Uh, shout out to Demons and Silly for coming on and doing their interview. It was great to hear from you guys firsthand. Demons, I, I've never spoken to you before, but it was good to get your insight on things. So thanks for coming. And we'll continue to keep doing this in the next few weeks. Okie dokie. Silver Strike. Um, shout out to myself. It's feeling like one of those kind of nights. Anyways, uh, check out my, my YouTube channel, Silverwind444 for dust stuff. Uh, and I just hope I can come back on the show sometime, hopefully when the CPM stuff quiets down and I can get in a little more on some discussions on non-CPM affairs, etc., etc. And that's it. Okay. All right, man. And Silver Strike. Or correction. We just did Silver. All right, silly. Sorry, I'm there's juggling my mumble. <laughs> there's, a, there's a glitch in the Matrix. Shout out to Negative Feedback, my court. Shout out to Negative Feedback, the Alliance, and everybody in it. Shout out to all my Lodgies, and shout out to anyone who thinks they are brave enough to jump into PC because the war games have begun. Uh, okay, on that note, Pokey, do me a favor. Take a message. We need to have more Outer Heaven, Outer Haven people in here to countermount to counterbalance the negative feedback that's in the room. Uh, I'll let Zarya know. Thank you. Uh, okay. All right. And I don't really have any, a whole lot of shout outs out there this week. Uh, I am literally in the, in the throes of moving all my stuff packed uh, and I'm going to be moving from the Pacific Northwest to the Southeast of the United States. So, uh, I've got one more show in me that I'll be down for about a month. Uh, so I will be on next week and we're going to be doing, I think Pokey and Zarya's CPM two, uh, interviews. So it should be pretty fun. And that's about it. And I really want to give a quick, uh, like high five to Demons uh, and Silver Strike for kind of being the, the new folks on the show. Really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys for coming on and listening to us. Uh, and Dystopia, we will get you uh, whenever you whenever you need. Like we can either do it maybe next week or week after. Bait uh, is going to be taking over most of the interview duties while I am gone. Uh, so other than that, we are still taking uh, taking requests for folks to come on and uh, hop in and be part of the show, uh, so to speak, uh, particularly if you're a CPM2 candidate. So on that note, uh, I have got to, to head out and I will, uh, uh, well, correction, I am totally stumbling right here. I got about 17 things on my computer going on right now. Um, so we're going to go ahead and land the plane, uh, like I usually say, and we're going to call this one a night. So thanks guys. And we appreciate it. So good night and good luck.